Welcome to the Work-Life Brilliance Podcast with executive coach and best-selling author, Denise Renee Green. Denise fills each episode with humor, compassion, knowledge, and pragmatism to help you transform your life. Listen in and learn how you can tame your brain, lower your stress, and become the person you were born to be. Hi, everybody. It's Denise, your host, and this is the Work-Life Brilliance Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. So in the last episode, it was just weeks before major surgery, and I told you that I would be okay. And guess what? I was right. So I am four weeks on the other side of that surgery. Yes, I took a little break between podcasts because I have been busy healing. And the other um, thing you learned in the last episode, or if you didn't hear it, I will tell you, is that I had to upgrade my thoughts from doubt and regret and loss to freedom, that this surgery was going to give me freedom. And that also created the emotion of gratitude. And even though I knew I was doing the right thing having that surgery, I was still still stressed about it. And that is a perfectly normal reaction to the idea of somebody uh, knocking you unconscious with drugs and cutting you open. So I think for most people, pre-surgery is a very stressful time. And whether you ever need to have surgery or not, I want to talk to you today about the connection between stress and your immune system between stress and healing, whether it's from a surgery wound or any other type of injury, how important this connection is and how important it is to lower your stress. Because if you want to improve your chances of healing better, quickly, uneventfully, you have to lower your stress and increase your feel-good emotions like love and gratitude. So why does this matter? Psychological stress can actually extend the time it takes to heal by 25% or more. And I don't know about you, but I am very impatient. I want to get back to life. I do not want to be in bed um, unless I'm sleeping. And the stress hormones, cortisol, epinephrine, norepinephrine, they interfere with healing. And they actually increase the chance of wound infection and create chronic inflammation. They also reduce the amount of the protein, I know I'm going to mispronounce this, but immunoglobulin A, I'm just going to call it IgA, and that that protein constantly fights the bad guys in your system, viruses, bacteria, whatever, mold. It is the body's primary internal defense system. And elevated emotions like love and gratitude actually increase this IgA protein. So the bad news is when I, uh, about two weeks before the surgery, my mental state was not ideal. I was focusing on how much uncertainty I had about the procedure because they didn't know how invasive they would have to be, how much they would have to cut me, and said in other words, um, until they got there. And after I was out, so I wasn't going to learn until I woke up. And that was causing me lots of uncertainty because depending on what they did, it was going to take me longer to heal, which meant it was going to take me longer to get back to my life. 
I was also focused on how long it was between the time we scheduled the surgery and I was going to have surgery. So I went from not wanting it to stressing about, oh my gosh, it's too far away. I also re- uh, worried about how long my recovery would take and how soon I could get back to work because I had a really important event that I was kicking off. It was a group coaching kickoff. These are very difficult to reschedule because people are traveling, people are busy, and I had to do that, or I was scheduled to do that, five days post-op. So I knew that was touch and go. I also, instead of visualizing beyond the surgery, my images kept going to the actual day and the actual event and the actual creepy, scary, in my mind, um, operating room. So I was focused on the event instead of what would happen after the event. I was also focused on how ill anesthesia makes me. It's been a long time, but every time I have surgery, oh my gosh, the last time was when my daughter was born. And let's just say it runs in my family, chronic vomiting from anesthesia. I was not looking forward to that. So that was all of the stuff that was really stressing me out. Now, I already had a great meditation practice from Dr. Joe Dispenza, which you can get on his website, drjoedispenza.com, I believe is what it is, and it's the blessing of the energy centers. And now I don't need to listen to his, I just do it um, in my own head, and I do it on my own time, at my own pace, and it was helping me coast through my emergency room trips and any procedures that I had, any waiting rooms that I had to sit in um, while I was, you know, getting treated before the surgery. But I knew it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough for healing. So I reached out to my friend Bonnie, who is amazing, and had already gone through a major surgery herself. And she told me about a protocol from Peggy Huddleston, who wrote a book called Heal Faster, and also has audio programs. I had less than two weeks to get my stress down and my feel-good chemicals up, so my immune system would be strong. So my preparation in the almost two weeks was daily meditation and during that time I would generate intentionally generate positive emotions and just flood my system with them and instead of focusing on the actual procedure the event I focused on the freedom I would have beyond what would be all the things I'd be able to do afterward I created three healing statements for my three doctors two surgeons and an anesthesiologist her the Heal Faster protocol, and in a minute I'll tell you what those three healing statements were. And then I set up um, intravenous glutathione treatments with a holistic medical doctor. Glutathione is a super antioxidant, and surgery creates um, oxidants in the system. And this is an antioxidant that helps heal, helps you heal faster. Whether it's from an illness or from wounds, it helps you heal. So I set that up, and my mental state from doing all this the week before surgery and the day of, well, let's just say I was in a good place. And I think the best way to tell you this is to tell you about the actual surgery day. So that's what I'm going to do. My mom was with me. We were the first ones at the hospital. So this is the part of the hospital that um, people come to for treatment, and the lights were off. There was just one security guard there. I said, holy cow, (laughs) I've never been in this experience before. It was 6 a.m. We were the first ones there. She said, actually, we're not open yet, so you got to sit down. I guess it was a few minutes before 6. So we sat down, 
And as soon as the lights went on, we went and checked in. We went up to our floor. Actually, somebody escorted us to our floor. And our nurse, Angelica, was waiting for me. And she said, there you are. I've been wondering where you are because they actually took us too long to admit us. Um, but we got up there and she told me that she was going to make me warm and comfortable. And I'm thinking, really? In one of those gowns and those beds? But she did. I was so comfortable. Even when she was putting my hand IV in, which I don't know if you've ever had one of those, but those are not fun. Um, I was in no pain. I was so warm and cozy. I, I was happy. And I had about 45 minutes before my doctors would come by. So I started listening to the Peggy Huddleston uh, tape to help you relax and prepare for healing and be in a good mental state. I did that. And then I began working on my emotional state with the Dr. Joe Dispenza blessing of the energy centers. So by the time the first doctor comes in, I am like, I got tears coming out my eyes because I'm so full with love and gratitude. This is what happens. These emotions just become overwhelming and you can create them in your system anytime you want. You have to be intentional about it and practice helps. So my anesthesiologist comes in and I've never met him before and immediately I trust him. He has lovely energy. He answers all my questions, including probably dumb ones like, how do you know I'm out? How do you keep me out without overdoing it? And how will you keep me from vomiting when I wake up? And how do you make sure I stay out? And he answered all of them in simple, but yet technical, informed, informative answers. So I was feeling really good. My surgeon comes in. <laughs> She's just a very matter-of-fact lady. Hi, how you doing? And it was just so good to see her, but it was odd to see one of my friends in her scrubs with her hat on. Like, wow, this is really happening. And then her best buddy, also my friend, sticks her head through the curtain, like a little, just kind of peeping in. Uh, and her, she has the biggest smile on her face. And then I have the biggest smile on my face. And the anesthesiologist is going, what is going on here? I take it you guys know each other. I said, yeah, we're just going to go to brunch now. <sighs> so there was already a lot of love. And then I tell them about the healing statements. And I hand them each a piece of paper that has them typed out. The first one, and these are meant to be said to me first five times as I'm going under anesthesia. And this one is, following this operation, you will feel comfortable and you will heal very well. So going under anesthesia, your, your subconscious and conscious brain are very suggestible. So this is going to help you when you wake up to actually feel comfortable and like you will heal very well. Instead of waking up going, oh, crap. What happened? Oh, I feel something. No. The second healing statement is repeated five times toward the end of surgery, and that is your operation has gone very well. And the third to repeat five times toward the end of surgery is following this operation, you will be hungry for soup, and you will be thirsty and urinate easily. Now, you can say any food. You can say tacos. You can say pizza. Um, but I chose soup. That seemed like a thing that would be easier to digest and yummy. And this is because your digestive system can shut down after surgery. And that's not good. <laughs> that's not comfortable. And it's not good for healing. So this is going to implant the idea that you are hungry and that everything is working just fine. And I tell the doctors, please feel free to improvise. 
You could say, for example, your surgery went very well because you have badass doctors. And they liked that. So the anesthesiologist, I thought he might think I was a little crazy because he'd never met me before, and he got it right away. He knows that I'm very suggestible in that state and that a stressed out person is harder to knock out. It takes more drug. I told him he was actually the most important person to say the words because he was responsible for my consciousness and he would be close to my ear. He took it really seriously. He folded up the piece of paper and asked me, can I keep this? I'm like, yes, please keep that. And then a nurse who had never met me before, didn't know anything about the healing statements, comes in to wheel me in and she says, your surgery is going to go very well. You are in the right place. You made the right choice and you are in great hands. And I agreed. Still, it was very sweet. So I had thought about keeping my eyes closed as they rolled rolled me in because I had this horrible fear of seeing the operating room. I'm not sure why, but it really freaked me out. Maybe because um, that experience when I was awake for the emergency C-section, I was still having a little PTSD from that perhaps. But it was beautiful. (laughs) I mean, not in like the traditional beautiful sense, but it was so clean and shiny and modern I couldn't believe how much stuff was up on the ceiling so high. I guess they lower it down on beams when they need it, or it's just mirrors. I don't know why, but I thought it was beautiful. And everybody's there, and everybody's smiling. And the first thing I said was, wow, it's so bright in here. I mean, it was bright, people. I went from this cozy little place where I had the whole floor to myself, my mom and I. Um, It was like I was checking into a private day spa, to this, wow, bright, shiny room. And they say, somebody says, oh my gosh, it really is bright. Let's turn the lights down. I'm thinking, please don't do that on my account. I found out later, as soon as I was out, they turned the lights back up. Ah, so I looked at one of my surgeons. I reached out for her hand and I said, do not worry about me. I'm in a really peaceful place because I was, I was blissed out. Device goes over my nose, and I'm, I'm out. So I don't know how many hours later, maybe four, I come out, and I feel like I am in a warm, cozy cocoon of blankets. I do not want to move. I don't even want to open my eyes. I just know that I am conscious now. I hear noises, so I know there are more people on the floor. By the way, this was a holiday weekend. How lucky was I? First person in on a holiday weekend. My doctors gave up their Saturday, and I'm feeling no pain. I'm feeling completely calm, completely relaxed, and really more comfortable and rested than I have felt in a very long time. I have no trace of nausea. They took that very seriously. They got in front of it. And when I open my eyes, the nurse says, go get her mom. (laughs) My mom had been waiting and waiting and waiting in the waiting room. And then she says to me, by the way, she did not know the healing statements either. Your surgery went very, very well. And then one of my surgeons comes in and says the same thing. And I just knew that they did the least invasive treatment, which they did. I was home by 3.30 eating soup. And the next day I get a text from my friend, the primary surgeon, saying that my surgery went very smoothly and that whatever mental and emotional prep I did, everybody in the room could feel it and it helped them. And that made me feel really good because surgery's got to be kind of stressful for them too, potentially, especially if they feel like they have to take care of a person who's really struggling. So the first two weeks were not easy. 
that I had amazing support. First, my mom, and then when she went back home um, for my brother's birthday celebration, which I sadly had to miss, my stepmom came out. So I had constant support. Um, and then at two weeks and four days, I feel this shift in my energy, and suddenly I could focus longer and think creatively and analytically and actually catch up on some work. So at about two and a half weeks, I am cleared by my doctor to dance, work out, hike, but I'm told to listen to my body and rest when needed. So I started, I started getting more active. And I know that my preparation and support was a huge part of why I'm able to hike now after just four weeks. So today, in fact, if you hear my voice is a little tired, <laughs> This morning, I was picked up at 6.30 in the morning by a dear friend to drive out um, 30 miles to meet up with another dear friend and 13 of her friends because she's moving to Switzerland. So we did this five-mile hike at 7 a.m. in the heat, and then I came home and took my dog, who also needs exercise, on another hike. So back-to-back -back hikes. I don't know how many steps I took today. I, I climbed something like 40 floors, according to the, um, the app. Um, but, and then I came home and washed my car, and this is only four weeks post-surgery. So I may be a little weary, but I think I would have been weary even if I hadn't had surgery. So I'm back to salsa dancing. Everything is coming back to normal. And it's all because I managed my brain, I managed my emotions, and I was very intentional about it. So now that I'm better, my brain has decided to stress about other things, normal things like uh, schedules and business and creating products. And we're in the midst of this, trying to get this product launch out, which by the way, I think you're going to love and I'm very excited about it. So that's what brains do. Your brain is always going to find something to stress out about. And when it does, you have to notice it. And you have to upgrade the thoughts that are creating that stress. And then you have to take a baby step. Even if, like for me, it's just making a list of people you need to reach out to. Or making a list of all the things that are left in the product that need to be taken care of. It will help tremendously. Oh, and by the way, that big kickoff I had five days after surgery, I did it. I did it with my mom's help. She drove me, she set up the room, and I was pretty much a puddle in the chair, physically. Um, the people in the room helped me, um, but it was amazing. I don't really suggest anybody go back to work that soon, but it was amazing. And it will be a very memorable moment in my life, and now I get to lead this group of people for three months uh, through this process, and. Um, I'm so glad that I did it, and part of the reason I did it was because I was healing so efficiently. So I hope this helps. I hope you find ways to lower your stress, and as you know, I have lots of resources on this. Um, our new site, we still have the Brilliant Sync site, but our new product site is going to be wlbacademy.com, or you can also go to work-lifebrilliance.com. That's work-lifebrilliance.com, worklifebrilliance.com. And I have a new self-paced online program at a very low price because um, it's not live coaching. 
So it's just a way for you to learn my favorite tools. It's got videos, it's got um, these amazing workbooks that were co-designed by my friend in Spain, who's just Susana Cordona. She's just amazing. She brings things to life and makes the lessons so much easier to digest and to actually work through with real life situations. So if you're looking for a way to get yourself some tools to help you build work-life brilliance in your thoughts, your emotions, your relationships, your surroundings, and if you just want help how to achieve a goal, how to change, um, that's what this was built for. So hopefully by the time this podcast is live, that will be live, and um, the Academy as well. So I can only do this stuff because I'm feeling good. (laughs) I have capacity. I have physical capacity. And um, I'm determined. I'm determined to make a difference. And I need my body to help me do that. All right. Thank you for listening. It's been lovely talking with you. And I hope you have a brilliant rest of your day. Thanks for listening to Work-Life Brilliance. If you want to be coached by Denise... Join her in the Work-Life Brilliance Academy, where wholehearted humans are becoming the best version of themselves. Accepting applications now at wlbacademy.com.